You're listening to Strong Runner Chick Radio, episode 48. Welcome to Strong Runner Chick Radio, a leading online community where our goal is to educate, empower, and connect female distance runners across the world. We believe in healthy running, fueling, and embracing our strength as female distance runners inside and out. Through interviews with top professional, collegiate, and master's level runners, leading dietitians, coaches, sports psychologists, and runners of all shapes and sizes, we hope to spread the message that there is no one-size-fits-all approach to distance running. Now, let's get to the show. Hello, Strong Runner Chicks. Welcome to another episode of SRC Radio. Uh, Today we have Miss Elena with us. We are so happy to have Elena back. Um, She joined us for a podcast prior. I don't know. I think we released it back in maybe like December. Oh, yeah. It was one of the first ones. Yeah. And so since then, quite a bit has happened in Elena's life. And we wanted to catch up with her because she's had some amazing travels and amazing, um, I guess, moments in life that we want to capture. So um, let me do a brief intro. Elena is a recent graduate of Bowling Green State University, where she majored in exercise science and minored in journalism. She also competed in cross country and track. And during her time there, during her time there, Currently, she's preparing to begin graduate school at Indiana University, where she'll be pursuing a Master of Public Health in Physical educa- physical Activity. Excuse me. Elena is passionate about helping others and connecting with those around her. She is transitioning from being a competitive athlete to enjoying running for herself and exploring other activities. Elena loves being creative in her spare time, reading, baking, and writing. She's always up for an adventure and enjoys appreciating the simple things in life. Well, welcome back, Elena. Well, thank you. I'm so excited to be here again with you both and all of the SRC listeners. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so let's ju- just jump right into it. So I kind of wanted to start with this question because it's my favorite question we ask all of our guests, and I know there's a lot going on for you right now. So what's making you thrive? All right. Yeah, that one. Um I had to think about it a tiny bit, but I, um, I think that right now what's making me thrive is just all the relationships that I've made this summer. Um, if I think about it, I've met about 50 or so new people and they weren't just like 50 people that you meet and you're like, Hey, like I'll see you later. They were like 50 people who I was able to connect with on a deeper level, um, and learn from all of them and, um, to have like a good conversation with each one of these people. So I think that's something that you don't normally get to do um, in the span of about three months. Uh, So I I really enjoyed that. Mm, That must make you feel so whole. Yeah, um, I guess it also just like makes you realize a lot of the things that you don't know and just opens up to different perspectives and uh, learning about different areas of the country and the world that I never even knew about. So that's been really, very valuable, and um, it's something I hope I can keep up with um, all these people as well. Yeah, so how did you decide to embark on this adventure this summer? Um, so I uh, went traveling for, oh, was it about oh, like three weeks, and um, it was kind of a 
something that I knew I wanted to do after I graduated college. Um, and my dad sent me a link to the um, Education First Ultimate Break Trips about this new hiking trip. And uh, I was like, oh, wow, this sounds great. And I reached out to you both to see if anybody wanted to join me. Um, my dad was like, well, you should sign up soon. Like, I don't know how fast it'll go. So I was like, he sent it to me. And then, like, I think two days later, I just signed up for it. I was like, all right, I'll just do it. And um, it was just a wonderful adventure. And it was the first hiking trip that um, the company did. So it was extra special. Oh, that's so cool. Wow. Um, now, <clears throat> excuse me. Where fill us in on what countries you visited and maybe what you did while you were there. Yeah, I was in uh, Switzerland, Italy, France, and then I went to visit a friend in Sweden, which wasn't part of the trip. It was just an extra thing that I wanted to do. Um, but we were we went hiking. We probably hiked about or walked walked slash hiked about ten ish miles every day. Uh, we had a couple days where we. Um, we went water, whitewater rafting one day, and another day we had a rest day, but we were still walking quite a bit on those days. Um, it was just so much fun. We were, in, we were hiking in, in the Alps um, around the Matterhorn in Switzerland and then Mont Blanc in uh, France, which you can see uh, in Italy and Switzerland as well. Oh, my gosh. My yeah, mouth is, like, open. So cool. I, I, yeah, it's so cool. Had you ever been um, abroad before this or over to Europe? I'd been to Italy. Uh, that was the only place I'd been before. So it was fun to go and knock um, a, whole, a whole bunch of more countries off the list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What were, um, what did you learn while you were there? And that could be like, it's a wide open question, like to anything. All right. Um, it's actually a blog post that I thought about writing because then I was there. My I, um, my fun fact was I said I, I uh, wrote for Strong Better Chicks blog, and everybody on the trip was like, "Oh wow, what do you do? Like, what do you write for?" And then they asked if I could like. I was like, "They're like, oh, well, are you going to write about your trip?" And so like, I kind of was like, "Well, I don't know because like I didn't want to come off like I was." Um, uh, how it would intertwine with running and I wanted to make sure it kind of connected but um, I shared when I was over there I shared a quote on, on a Sunday it was like um, remember how wildly capable you are and then I was thinking that um, it kind of related to my trip out there was about like remembering that you're capable of so many things and I think that like I was capable I got out of my comfort zone meeting these people and then um, when I was we were hiking, there were some some tough spots. Um, I get a little scared of heights sometimes, not like terrible, but like when I don't have anything to grab onto and you're up like 10,000 feet in the air, it's a little nerve wracking. Uh, so um, just like I had to really trust myself and my body to like carry me across these um, spots which were a little nerve wracking and just remember that like, I'm capable of this. Um, so, yeah, that's what I would say was the lesson, like, takeaway from that. I think Megan and I are just, like, speechless. We might just end the podcast now. I mean, <laughs> like, everything in the first five minutes has been so beautiful that you said. And that quote is one I've never heard before. And I literally think I have goosebumps and could possibly be sweating, not only because my apartment's so hot, but because of how impactful that quote is like I just 
whoa, I don't know what yeah. to say. <laughs> yeah. Like usually when I have like to share quotes on Sundays, it's something that I saw through the week on like some other Instagram or on Pinterest or somewhere it just popped up for me during the week. And I can't remember where I saw that at, but I saw it somewhere. And um, I just knew it was kind of relative at the time. So, and I think I got a lot of responses from a lot of people when I shared it too. So I, yeah. I think it was something that a lot of people could relate to as well. Oh, definitely. And I think it relates to running. It relates to life, like so many yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. Just a little, little reminder. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. My goodness, Elena. <laughs> um, I do also want to ask just a follow-up question on that. When you were like scaling those heights and those, uh, the hiking and stuff, and you were able to like remember how wildly capable you are and conquer those fears or whatever they may be your challenges, what did it feel like to do that? Um, so there was one spot I can just really remember, and if any of my friends from the trip listen to this, they will know exactly what I'm telling you about. But we were um, um, hiking in France on the other side of the Mont Blanc, like it's a parallel mountain range. And um, we, we were like, I've been hiking probably for about four hours at this point, maybe a little more. We had just stopped for lunch and we we're getting back on the trail to head back. And uh, there was a spot that was um, it was covered in snow. We had lots of snow up there, and um, which the, our guide we had mountain guides from all of our hikes, and they said it was really rare to have the snow there. Like they hadn't seen that much snow there in like 25 years. Um, so they were a little shocked too that there was so much snow. Um, but we came to this one point where um, normally there's like a metal bar you know, hiking to hang on to when it's like kind of a dangerous spot. Like they have that, um, I think at some points in the Grand Canyon or, you know, any other trail you might be hiking on that's kind of higher. And we were probably about 90,000 feet up at this point. And uh, there was a metal bar, but it was covered by the snow. And um, in my mind, I'm like, wow, this is already a really terrible spot to hike across, but now it's covered in snow. And so, and um, I was really regretted. I didn't bring hiking poles because I just, I only brought a carry-on bag on the plane and I just couldn't fit them in. And um, uh, most of us didn't have poles, but I really wish I did at that point. <laughs> And, I remember uh, talking to you before your trip, and you were like, I don't think I'm going to bring my poles. I think TSA is going to think they're weapons. Like, I don't yeah. want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I <did>. I, <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't bring them, but I wish I had them at that spot. And uh, so we all are just, like, sitting because we were waiting for the rest of our group to catch up because we um, had to wait for our mountain guys to help us because we were like, well, we don't think – we're like, I don't think they're going to have us walk across this, but there's no other way. So he just told us, he's like, all right, well, I'm just going to put some really big footsteps in there for you guys to go through. And we're all like, oh, all right, because he had just put up a rope on another pass, which wasn't as hard. And we're like, oh, okay. And so in my head, I'm like, all right, I can do this. Like, I've got this. Okay. Um, all right. And so, like, you're going, and you just have to trust your body and your balance because you can't lean. You just have to – the guy's like, you just got to stand up straight. I was like, all right, okay, yeah, I'll just stand up straight 9,000 feet up in the air as I'm looking down at this slanting spot on the other side of my foot. Um, and once I crossed it, I, I put my hands up there, and I was like, oh, yes, I did it. I was just so <laughs> – happy and relieved that I made it across there and um, it was like one of those super um, nerve-wracking like 
woo, the butterflies were free after I made it across that spot moment. Oh, I can totally imagine. Oh, yeah. That must have been so rewarding, but also very, um, how do I want to, not life-changing, but very, um, I guess maybe like relieving in some ways that you yeah. were able to see yeah. that you could do it. Yeah. I, I, I just think it's cool. Um, so in other big news, um, this spring you graduated from Bowling Green University. Um, what did it feel like to graduate? Oh, it's, I'm sure you both can relate. It's crazy. You like wait for college for so long and then you're like, wow, okay, uh, four years just passed by. All right. Um, which was one of those things that's like super crazy and you wonder like how did this happen so fast and then you think back to your freshman year on campus remembering it does seem like that was a long time ago um, but um, it was just also like one of those moments where I was just super grateful um, to be able to go to college and um, get an education um, and just to have my family and my um, grandparents, my sister, one of my best friends there. It was um, just super cool and um, just a, a lot going on with um, cross country and track, or well, I guess more track at that point, ending um, and uh, graduating. So, yeah. And um, remind everybody, and we kind of went through this in your introduction, but what, did you, what was your degree in? Um, I got a degree in exercise science. And then I minored in journalism because I, I know the two are an odd combo, but I, I may have mentioned this when I was on the podcast last, but um, I like to have a creative outlet and um, journalism allowed me to have that. And it's something that I'm interested in and I know will be a complementary tool um, with um, exercise, science, and educating people because you need to be able to write and know how to share about that um, as well. So. So it's super exciting that you're going to pursue an MPH, um, which is also what I am doing for my degree. But how did you choose this degree and how do you plan to use your previous degree moving forward? Well, I um, kind of got interested in MPH, something I'd never really heard of before. Um, I went to college uh, on an internship I had when I worked at our um, student rec center on campus my sophomore year of college. And um, my supervisor, that's what she had her degree in, and I just kind of really saw what she did on a day-to-day -day basis, and I was like, wow, this is, seems like something I could definitely do, and so after that, I kind of started researching um, grads programs with that, um, and I, I knew it was something I wanted to do, and then I kind of learned that like physical activity was a specialization, and I was like, wow, that's like something that I'm definitely interested in and really could um, see myself doing in the future, so um super um, grateful that it all worked out and that um, I'm here at IU and getting ready to pursue that. And now I had never heard, I've always heard of like physical education, but this is physical activity. So yeah. do you know how that differs or what that involves? Um, so I think the physical, maybe versus physical education, maybe the difference might be that it's more of a, um, a community-based. It's more okay. um, broad, working with all ages of people. Where maybe I don't know, Megan, you might be able to help me out on this physical education. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I would say it's not like you're just going to 
become a PE teacher. It's yeah. more comprehensive than that. And you're studying yeah. how you can create more active individuals and communities through. So I'd say it's a little more comprehensive in that sense. Yeah. And it's kind of just a division of the master's in public health. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Okay. That makes more sense. I was a little bit curious about how it differed, but I guess now when you explain yeah. it, it's kind of like, duh, like that makes sense. Well, not necessarily, but Elena, um, tell us about, so when you and I had talked previously, you told me you'd be a graduate assistant. Um, yeah. Is that still in your plan? And if so, what is that going to involve? Yeah, I just met with my advisor yesterday and got all of the details, so lots of things to think about and read through. Um, but it's also just uh, really interesting as well because one of the programs I'm in charge of is something called Healthy IU, which is um, something I'm sure other campuses have, but it's um, directed at like staff and faculty and helping them um, who are not comfortable with exercise or maybe not familiar with it or just don't really incorporate into their day-to-day -day lives. This gives them um, a time and um, somebody to work with to help them become more familiar with what they're doing. So I'm um, assigned uh, helping um, a staff faculty member um, and then um, recording data and analyzing data on my own client, but also other people's clients and uh, like a whole undergraduate class and what they're doing. So um, a little bit, it's nice because it's actually applicable. You can actually see what's happening. You're working with the real person instead of just doing it on the computer or, you know, writing about something arbitrary that you don't really have a full grasp on. Oh, that sounds like, actually, Megan, it sounds kind of right up your alley. Yeah, I'm a little jealous, I'll be honest. I mean, I love my current job, but uh, it is nice to be able to work with employees, too. And I think it's going to be so rewarding for you to help them, um, especially you, Elena, just with your skill set and personality to help individuals who aren't confident with exercise to learn to love it. I'm yeah. sure by the end of it, they're they're just going to be changed. So in a good yeah. Like, yeah. I'm super yeah. excited. Mm -hmm. I know it'll be um, a bit of hard work, but it always makes it easier when you actually have somebody yeah. to do it in person. For sure. So um, in addition to graduating and speaking of exercise, your routine may have changed up a bit with all the hiking on your trip. And um, you also finished your final season running competitively on a team. What was it like to finish this journey? Um, I guess might be cliche, but uh, it's a little bit bittersweet. Um, it was definitely something that, um, in a way, I was like, wow, you know, after competing um, throughout high school and college, like, pretty competitively, it's like, well, I'm ready to just do what I want to do. Like, if I don't want to run one day, then I don't have to. And, you know, if I don't want to go out and run, like, a long run, uh, super long, I can just go run for a half hour or so. So, um something I was kind of looking forward to um, it's been uh, liberating but I definitely am missing having teammates to run with and just that atmosphere of us working together for goals and um, I know I will miss uh, uh, cross country when I go watch some meets again and everything but um, you also know how much work you put in um, for all of that and so it's um, nice to go back and cheer other people on um, and um, I'm still, I, I made it my goal once I get back to school, I'm going to kind of get into a little bit more regular routine with running, but something I don't want to force too much, but I just signed up yesterday for the 
Indianapolis Monumental Half Marathon. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Yay, that's so exciting. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. A little nervous because, like, I have a time goal in mind, but it's always hard, you know. You're like, well, I don't know if I can do that, but um, I'm just going to do my best that I can. And no matter what, I have so many half marathons ahead of me that I can run, so I don't want to put too much pressure on myself for uh, this one. But um, just kind of um, get into a routine at school, and I want to be able to have the time, though, to try out – all those fun group exercise classes that I always saw during undergrad and when I was on the team, I was like, well, I can't go and do Zumba right now. Like, I've got to go do this hardcore workout. I might be tired afterwards. So um, I'm looking forward to taking advantage of those other opportunities and ways to move my body differently and learn um, from other people and learn different ways, forms of movement because that's super helpful for what I'm doing to be able to promote to people that there's more than one thing that you can do. Yes. And speaking of that too, I know you're interested in yoga. Um, have you thought any more about possibly pursuing that? Yeah, I just did a whole bunch of research in all the yoga studios nearby me. And I told Megan the other week, but I was so used to just having one studio where I'm from. Bloomington is the biggest place I've lived in now. And I'm like popped up and there's like three of them like right near where I live and I was like wow okay well how do I know where I want to go and uh, so I haven't gone yet but I want to find a studio where I feel kind of at home and then um, mm. if it goes well I think I'd like to pursue um do some teacher yoga teacher training next summer so yeah, yeah. Oh, you'd be so amazing at that, and I'm really excited for you. I think it's always fun moving to a new place and trying to find the studio that suits you best. So yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I haven't done that before, so it'll be something new to do and try out. <laughs> um, and speaking, I want to jump back really quickly because in your introduction, you said um, that you're transitioning from being a competitive athlete to enjoying running for yourself and you just spoke a little bit about this but what has that transition been like has it been concerning like worrisome anxiety provoking and I also want to touch on too that I love what you said about that there are other ways to exercise besides just running so what has that um, brought to you um, in terms of your life and even even like psychologically your mind or your body um, yeah, so at first, like the first like month or so, I was like, wow, I'm just going to go run on my own, do whatever I want. Like I've just been running for like a half hour, probably about 20 miles a week. Um, but then kind of hit like um, about oh, the middle of the summer and I was like kind of like, oh, wow, okay. Like am I going to like had like those worries where like, all right, like um, start thinking like how I was competitively like, oh, am I going to lose my fitness? Like is this something going to happen? Uh, but then just having to, like, remind myself, like, hey, it's okay. Like, I'm not that same person anymore. I don't have those same exact goals, which definitely isn't easy at all. And I'm sure others can relate to this as I'm saying this. Um, but um, just reminding myself that, like, sometimes I would go out for a run, and I'm, it's, like, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, wow, all these other people are looking at me, probably like, oh, why is she out for a run? But then I have to remind myself, nobody cares. They're just happy that, like, wow, she's out there running. Like, great for her. You know, you have to remind yourself of that. Um, and then also just, like, my hiking trip, like, I didn't bring my running shoes at all when I was in Europe. Mm -hmm. And um, I, did, I just have the room, just like the hiking poles. I, have the room. <laughs> I just brought 
I think I just bought three pairs of shoes. Um, and I had uh, a couple of uh, friends who were like, oh, I'm going for a run this morning, and, like before we go hiking. And I just had like, uh, good, uh, good for them. But like, I just, I'm just gonna enjoy the hike today. Like, I, and that's enough for me. Um, and uh, ended up working out because I got kind of sick at the end of my trip. So uh, it was uh, good that I didn't have the shoes as an extra thing to carry around because I needed the rest. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, after all the hiking and walking you did, no, no wonder you got your immune system must have been like, I need yeah. a break. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. It was a little reminder. <laughs> Definitely. Um, well, thanks for sharing and we wish you all the luck in, you know, this Indiana, what is it? The Indiana Monumental Half Marathon? Yeah, November 3rd. So if anybody's listening and might be there, uh, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to wear my, uh, Wazal jersey. So, um, find me. <laughs> Yay. So exciting. And will this be your first half marathon? Have you done a, a marathon, oh. half marathon before? I've done two before, but I was okay. 15 and 14, so it's been a while that I've actually raced a half marathon. Okay, great. Well, you know what? You're going to do great, and we're so excited for you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, so in addition to all your adventures this past um, summer, before that, you actually attended the Strong Runner Chicks Retreat. Um, so what was this experience like for you, and did you have any major takeaways from it? Yeah, oh, I, before I say now, I can't thank you both enough for all the work you did, putting it together, um, and um, I know how much work and thought and time and effort went into it, and I'm so grateful I could be there to go, I, I knew I had to go, and uh, it was all said and done, I was like, I have to be there, so um it was just a wonderful experience, and I know as a couple of others of us who went on the treat said, um, it, it was just a time to connect deeply with others. Like usually you show up to those things with people you've never met in your life and you spend like two days like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to say hi to them or I don't know. Like, should I ask them? You ask the standard questions like, oh, what's your favorite color? I don't know. Or your favorite favorite? I don't know. Um, but like within probably like two hours we were talking about some pretty deep topics and I immediately felt comfortable with all these women and to share things and um, I also think it was a great time to kind of um, find my voice and like use my voice and know um, what I was passionate about like we all just were, had something that you know we had to share and say and you know you have those moments where you're like either sitting in class or something you teach ask the question and you're like I know that answer, like, I know that, and you just have to say it right then and there, because you don't want to forget it, and that's kind of how we, we all were at the retreat, like, we were like, we, we gotta speak out about this experience that we've had, like, it's just so important, and everybody was just so understanding, and, like, made you feel, like, comfortable and okay about what it was that you might have shared or said. Yeah. Megan, what is that here to see? Because I will be honest, um, Megan was the one who did all of the planning. I really, no. <laughs> no, I really was the person who was just like, Megan, that sounds great. Like I was like the cheerleader. So Megan, what is it here to say that? Or what does it feel like to hear Elena say that? <laughs> well, I'm very grateful that you were there, Elena. And I think Elena played a key role being there. I just, I think you were so right when you say that. Um, everyone there it was a really magical experience and 
it's hard to kind of put into words. And I think it'd be really hard just to recreate that for anyone that wasn't there to hear what it was like. It's like you just have to experience it. And it was pretty powerful to be there. Um, and yeah, I mean, Elena, you were amazing. Elena gave a self-care presentation that was so, so impactful and um, brought these cards. Can you tell us more about those cards that you brought? Yeah, um, I have these, uh, I'm going to I can't remember the name. Intention <laughs> cards or? Um, yeah, oh, they're intention is, cards. Yeah. I want to be able to give credit to the illustrator. I can't, I think her first name is Gabby. I can't remember the last name, but I can send you guys both her names if you can share it. Yeah, um, Gabrielle Burns. Is it Burns? Yeah, that sounds right. Something like that. But they're just beautiful cards, and I use them um, when I do yoga. I was really yeah, good I about them this school year, but a, a little slacked off this summer with them. But they all have a little message on them, like maybe like go with the flow or trust your instincts. Or some of them are a little bit deeper, uh, but they're just beautiful little cards and. Um, we all picked one out one morning and um, kind of used them throughout the day. And I think we did like an activity kind of later and we reincorporated them. And I yeah. Think yeah. We talked about them later on. And for anyone that's listening, it's called the universe has your back. Um, Gabrielle Bernstein, who she's written a couple books. She has a book called that, but this is the card deck that goes along with it. Yeah, and that was, I'm so glad that you brought those with you. That was a really cool thing to do. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm glad I could share them. Yeah. I'll put that in the show notes for anyone who's Thanks. listening. Thanks, Yeah, Kelsey. we're on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of your self-care presentation, our self-care Sundays are thriving right now, I would say. Um, is there anything new that you plan to bring to the future? <laughs> yeah, um, I guess I was kind of thinking about that. Um, I guess – First off, I was going to say that um, I try my best every Sunday to find a new quote, as I mentioned earlier, something I find throughout the week or whatever. I found one, so I've got one for this Sunday. Um, but if anybody's listening, like if you ever have any quotes or anything that resonate with you or that you want to share, like please send them our way to our Instagram account. Like um, I'll see them and I'd love to share them. Um, and then I just published our August self-care calendar. And we have two more calendars left, and then we have a full year's worth of them. So I'm kind of thinking maybe yeah. when they have the time, maybe over Christmas break now or something, of kind of um, like um, redoing the format of them. And I know we've kind of talked about some ideas with them, um, maybe keeping some of the similar practices with them, um, but kind of changing the format a tiny bit. Um, and then we also were so grateful to get um, a book sent to us the 365 days of happiness from Jacqueline Pirtle. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh -huh. um, but um, I'm hoping to incorporate some of the things that she has in her 365 days. And they really are 365 days. So every day there's something new. Um, but I'm hoping to add that into our next two calendars a little bit. And then we'll have a little review on the blog about the book. So that should be something I'm looking forward to looking at. It's um, a very positive and uplifting book, but it also like it's one of those things where it's like, oh, this seems like wow, this is really positive on the front. Like, but there are some very deep and like um, soul soulful um, little practices for each day. Wow! So you've already kind of dug in. It sounds like not not a ton, <laughs> just yeah. But I've kind of looked at it a little bit. So. Um, 
for the next two months. Um, If you're listening, I'll have some of those out there. And um, thank you to Jacqueline and uh, Zoe um, Pertle with you for um, sharing, reaching out and sharing the book with us too. Yeah. Very cool. Um, Yeah. You know what? I just had a thought. It would be really cool to make like a a flip calendar of all of the self-care calendars throughout the year. So you have a whole year and like one calendar book, if that makes sense. Um, So listeners, if that's something you're interested in, let us know and we can kind of maybe create that for you. I know I've been printing them and saving them. Um, I'll be honest and say that um, I don't know if, um, like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, that's my phone. I don't know. Ah, sorry, sorry. I don't know why it's blown up. Sorry. We can make that happen. We'll do that. I'm sure we can get a flip calendar going. Yeah, we'll figure it out. So stay tuned. Yeah, I do. Sorry, (laughs) that's totally fine, Kelsey. Um, I had one more shameless, uh, I guess, sponsor shout out or partner shout out to Perfect Bar because I know you've um, partnered us with them, and I love that you do those giveaways occasionally. So listeners, participate in Self Care Sunday, and you may see Perfect Bar giveaways. Um, What has that been like for you? How is it? You know, what do you, what's your favorite uh, flavor of Perfect Bar, just for a fun uh, Oh, question. yeah. Um, I have so many good flavors now, uh, but uh, I really do like the chocolate walnut brownie. I know a lot of people Me too. It tastes like a brownie. So good. I know some people like it tastes like a brownie, and it does taste like a brownie, but I mean, a brownie does taste a little better, like a real brownie. <laughs> it's still pretty good. I love the fact that they are refrigerated. I don't yeah. know what it is. They yeah. seem so much more fresh. Yeah, it's have really you guys nice. ever, oh, have you guys oh. ever frozen them? No. Oh my gosh, you guys! They're it's good. like fudge. Oh, it's so so good. Yeah, they you are. Gotta do it. Yeah, Megan, what's, go ahead, Elena. Sorry. I was just to say their company is just so family centered and like friend centered mm-hmm. that they're just so um, nice to everybody, um, so welcoming and so community based to everybody yeah. in there. So they've been really great helping. Um, sponsor us and um, send um, those wonderful coupons and everything. So it's been nice. Yeah. Megan, what's your favorite flavor? Well, chocolate walnut brownie has kind of taken the cake, but I would say my second favorite has been peanut butter chocolate chip. For sure. There are some I haven't tried though. There's like a new maple flavor that looks pretty good. I've had that one. It's pretty good. Yeah, I also just like the plain almond butter. As mm. well. Can't go yeah. wrong. They're all good. Yeah. You can't go wrong. Yeah, yeah. you really can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like every time I go to start a new question, I start it this way because Elena has so many exciting things going on yeah. in her life. Another exciting thing is that she just moved into her new apartment. Um, what do you love about this apartment? Um, well, it's a super great spot for some natural sunlight which is something that um, I love the sun I'm sure most of us do but you know sometimes you get an apartment and you got like one window and you're like oh great like, oh I like live the basement the they have those basement apartments those are the worst yeah, yeah so I'm um, super thankful for my parents uh, shout out to them if they are listening at all um, they found a place that is on the corner so I have like a corner window which is super big and another little uh, little uh, 
French doors that lead out to a fake balcony, but that's all right. Oh. I mean, we can see the doors. <laughs> now, do you so, have any roommates? Um, I'm just living um, with my boyfriend, so just the that's two right. of us. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. exciting. But I've got yeah. a whole bunch of plants now to take care of. So <laughs> they're going to um, be your babies. Yeah, I just bought some herbs today, so I'm fingers crossed that they're going <laughs> to stay strong. Um, <laughs> the uh, basil, mint, and some thyme. So maybe I can add them into some recipes <laughs> for dinner. Okay, that I'm gonna, really good. I, I have a question now because I'm like, we need to give some listeners take-homes. I hope this isn't too uncomfortable, but I was going to ask. So Elena's, you've had a successful relationship, obviously, throughout your undergrad. For anyone listening, do you have any just tidbits of wisdom for um, just relationships? Because I think a lot of listeners are in that transitional period where they're trying to figure the, you know, figure themselves out in college and um, what to do after college, if they're going to stay with, you know, their significant other or whatnot. Um, do you have any just tidbits of wisdom that you'd give to listeners? Okay. Yeah, I know it's definitely something I struggled with because we were not, in, we were apart for four years in college, which is something that I'm really glad I did because I needed that time to um, um, do things on my own. Um, I meet my own friends and do that kind of thing. So I'm really glad I did that. Um, and same, I think we both were um, glad we did that. Just kind of have the time to ourselves. Um, I think it's just important to know how to communicate with each other. Uh, super important. Uh, we know that um, talking in the phone on the phone is a lot more productive than texting. Um, and then also just knowing when you need to have time for yourself to do what you need to do. Um, not being connected at the hip, doing every single thing together. Like having your own friends, going out and doing things on your own and um, knowing like when you need to go run on your own or go hiking or go on a hiking trip and do all these things because it's super um, rewarding um, to just know like, hey, I did that on my own. Like, and I did a great job because I flew on the plane on my own uh, overseas. Like I'd never done it before. And I was like, hey, yeah, I did that because that makes you feel pretty um, like, you know, you're just really confident and like, yeah, I did that all on my own. I didn't need another person there to help me with it. So um, yeah, just knowing when you need to do those things. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, Megan, we should do an episode on that. Maybe we can have someone on who's, like, coached by their husband or something along. Yeah. I don't know. I think that would be well, an interesting Well, Neely is. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's oh, my gosh. We should dynamic. bring her on because she just had her baby. Yeah. Oh, have yeah, you been episode. If anyone's oh. listening and knows of a, like, relationship coach slash runner that trains with their husband, that would be interesting. Yeah, but, I know. Yeah. I'm like, top of my head. I know. You know, I think, Elena, you bring up a good point, though. It is all about having your own thing. And sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, if you're doing everything together, that can be too much. So it's yeah. probably pretty nice. Is your boyfriend a runner? Just curious. Um, that's how we met. Yeah, he ran in okay. high school um, on the same team as me. But uh, he doesn't run as much anymore. I just asked him the other day if he wanted to go out for a little run with me. And he said, well, I don't know, Elena. I mean, I can do three miles. And I was like, that's fine. Like, we knew yeah. that uh, – Hey, he didn't end up coming on that one. I don't remember. I think we went on a bike ride instead. He's more of a biker, so we went on a bike ride, which was that's another new thing I've been trying is road biking. Ooh. Wow, that um, 
I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of people. That's are, big in Indiana, athletes. right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of triathletes out there, but uh, I was just like learning how to do proper form on the bike and then um, going down some, some pretty big hills here. And that was kind of one of those moments again where I'm like, all right, <laughs> yeah, I can go down this big hill. Um, always with my helmet, though. Very important to have that helmet yeah. on. But uh, it's a little nerve-wracking because I'm, like, going down this huge curvy hill and, like, you're going pretty fast and you just have to be like, all right, yeah, I'm going to make it to the bottom with, like, images in my head. I'm like, I hope I don't crash or fall or hit a pebble because then I'm a goner. Um, but I made it down the big hill, so yay. It's so funny you bring that up because um, on my run on – Tuesday morning, my foot fell a little tweaky. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take three days off. Like it wasn't anything big, but I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take days off. And I took my road bike out yesterday for the first time. And I know I'm really lucky where I know where I live because I went to undergrad here. Um, so I was like, oh, I'm going to make this really big loop, like in time for work and stuff like that. And I was, I, I didn't get lost, but I just overjudged it. I was like, oh, I don't even know what I was thinking. Yeah. And the next thing you know, I was on my bike for like two and a half hours. And I was like, oh my gosh. And when I got off my bike, I had such a sore bum. I couldn't even stand. I was just like, this is terrible. What was I thinking? What was I doing? I never want to get on my bike again. But that's a lie. But it, it is a lot of fun, especially when you're in an area where there are a bunch of like different places to roam and yeah. to be. And I don't know. It's just yeah. great. I think the cool thing about like biking like that is like you can go 10 miles and it takes to, like, you know, it doesn't take as long as if you were to run that far. So it's nice to be able to go and push in a new place or somewhere you haven't been in a while. It's a good way to, like, see a little bit more of it. Um, yeah. Than, yeah. Uh, running is great, but it's a different, a different way. Yeah. And, Elena, do you have a car? I know this, is, this sounds random, but I promise I have a point. <laughs> yeah, I, I do, but I'm um, so glad I don't have to use it so much in, um, here on campus because yeah. I haven't used it a lot at, um, at my old school. Um, so I'm really looking forward to like not having to go and hunt down that parking spot and follow that person. I'm like, Oh, are they leaving? Like, Oh, I hope I get their spot. So yeah. I can just walk or ride my bike. Uh, not have to worry about that. The reason I was asking is because, um, like up here fall is like just the most gorgeous time ever. Cause the leaves are changing and it's just stunning, um, up here in new England. Um, and so what I'm planning on doing is take, like loading my bike in my car and then taking like road trips to ride my bike new places. So I was thinking like for you, it would be really cool to, you know, load your bike up. And even if your boyfriend came with you and you guys could ride or you could go solo, you know, got to be independent woman here um, and just head out for a ride. Um, That would be really cool. I'm so glad because uh, Megan, you might know uh, Brown County state park is nearby here Uh and the gorgeous park yeah. um, in the fall. It's like one of the most beautiful places. And I haven't been here um, when I was younger. My parents both went to school here. So they would take me out there and we'd go camping. And I just remember the leaves were gorgeous because it's like rolling hills. And so like I'm so looking forward to the fall and just going out there and riding my bike or running or maybe going camping. Like why not for the weekend? Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, looking at the leaves out there because it'll be beautiful. Well, you've kind of started to answer my next question. Um, so I, well, I guess you answered the first part of the question or second part, I guess, but anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, so 
my next question or our next question is what do you anticipate being a challenge for you in the next few months but what are you most excited for at the same time yeah okay um i guess as a whole broad title it's just a lot of new newness for me you know a new school a new place um you know, not having the team uh, around with me, um, new major and everything, which I'm sure most people can relate to a whole bunch of new things. Um, but um, just kind of getting into the swing of things, just like any new thing you start or job or school, you know, after a break, it is like, okay, I just got to get in the swing of things again, learn how to juggle these things, finish the calendar and everything. And I think from undergrad, this, you know, like a little bit more, of like okay this is like your job like you're kind of becoming more of a professional so just kind of navigating that a little bit more um and um and then also just making sure that i take the time out that i need for myself and my own needs because already i'm like okay i've got to do this and set this thing up and i need to read these things but i'm like i need to take some time for myself still too so that's um you know really important and i don't have class on fridays so i'm gonna kind of be like okay i think no, like Fridays are my day. And um, even my advisor yesterday, she's just like, I'm going to share my calendar with you so you know, like, what I'm doing. And she's like, I put my workouts on the calendar. Um, so, yeah, like, feel free for you. Put your workouts on there or whatever you need to do for yourself so that I don't bother you during that time. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, well, that's, that's like, great. Like, I'm so glad that she values that I need to take time for myself as well um, and yeah. not bother me during those times. Uh, so it's just important to be able to communicate, you know, like, hey, like, because um, she's like, well, if you, really have, you have too much going on one week, you know, just let me know. So, like, you know, sometimes we are like, oh, I can handle it. I'll get it done. But, like, just knowing, like, hey, it's okay. Like, I can't handle that this week. Like, I need to cut down on the low a little bit. Um, just kind of juggling those things. And then I'm also teaching a class. So I'm a little nervous about that. Uh, personal fitness class. Woo! So, yay! Um, I've not taught a class before, so I'm a little nervous about doing that. Um, but I have a whole bunch of training for that next week. Um, so hopefully I'll be a little bit more, know how to handle and what to do a um, little yeah. bit more with that. So. That would be awesome, though. How cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm sure I'll learn a ton um, yeah. through that and then um, learn Learn from them too. I think that's important yeah. is to never say like, oh, I know all the things, but I don't really. So just like, hey, like I'm learning with you guys. I'll do my best. Um, yeah. Hopefully I don't look a little lost wherever I'm going or something because I don't know where all my classes are with the buildings and everything. Uh, that's the other transition is it's uh, oh, a bigger yeah. campus than what I'm used to. So um, just kind of, I know I'll set away, but just know yeah. where to go. <laughs> And it's okay to look lost. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I think it's, like, important to look lost sometimes <laughs> because that's just, like, learning, you know? If you were lost, how would you, you know, I mean, think of all the times you've been lost in your life. Isn't it important to be in those places so we can figure out how we thrive when we're lost, yeah. you know? Yeah, just everybody's yeah. in that position, too. You know, sometimes you'll be like, well passion like oh they're lost <laughs> they don't know what's happening. just remembering like oh hey I've been in the yeah. issues before let me get them out so yeah that's important um so as we wrap up um our last question we want to ask you um, because you tend to thrive so well in like self-care Sunday and with quotes I 
Megan and I kind of came up with this question of, do you have any words of wisdom for our listeners? Yeah, I guess I kind of briefly touched on it a little bit um, when I was speaking earlier. But I was just going to say um, the, the thing to remember that you are wildly capable um, and you can conquer those big fears or anything that you know you might be unsure about. Um, and then just remembering to carve out the time for yourself and for your needs because that's important even though it might be a little scary or just asking for help like I said or knowing when it's too much um, I know those are all things you've been said but it's always good to hear them again sometimes yeah I have I just want to capitalize on what you just said there um, carve out time for yourself but also for your needs yeah. Yeah. I feel like we always carve out time for ourselves but we really aren't doing what we need in that in, in that time like we will sit down and watch Netflix and we're like oh this is what I need but is it really what you need like I, I ask I want to ask that to all of our listeners yeah. you know when you take time to carve out like time for yourself are you really doing things that you need or are you doing things that you think you yeah. need so you know the next time you take a like a step back from your life and you you know do engage in self-care um you know, sometimes self-care is going for a walk or sometimes self-care is taking a bath. Sometimes self-care is eating more food. Sometimes self-care is, you know, it, it could be anything, but it, are those things really catering to what you need in that moment in time? So, Elena, I'm, I thank you for saying that because I think that's really powerful and important, you know, topic to bring yeah, up. I can totally relate to what you're saying because, like, um, I don't know at times now and, like, um, I feel like not connected to myself or kind of out of, as I would say, like alignment with myself and what I'm doing. I'm just kind of going through the motions, but sometimes I just like connect with myself, like through yoga or through writing or, you know, whatever is your own way of connecting with yourself because sometimes you watch TV or whatever mindless thing and kind of just fill that void for like an hour, but then you like come back and you're like, hmm. I don't know. I still don't feel totally like that's what I would need it. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, thanks, well, Elena, so one. much. Yeah, for being on. This was a wonderful conversation and so many great things that our listeners can take from this one. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you both again. And thank you, everybody, uh, for listening to us as well. <laughs> All right, Strong Runner Chicks, thanks for tuning in for another episode. We hope you have a great rest of your week and um, much love to you all. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Strong Runner Chicks Radio. Do us a favor and leave a review in iTunes to help spread awareness and foster the SRC community. Additionally, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Strong Run Chick.